the trans thing isn't really working out for the left. A sub-company probably killed all their customers, but they did follow the tenets of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and everything is racist. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I've got uh, some hearing issues. Apparently, um, I've still got, I cannot beat this congestion that I have. I don't know whether it's a, uh, whether it's a cold or it's just allergies. I, I can't seem to kick it, which tells me probably allergies. But one of the things after reading this book by Heather McDonald called When Race Trumps Merit, I'm beginning to think to myself, maybe I'm going to need to learn to be my own doctor. Uh, you should read this book. This book is absolutely amazing. It's a little drier than most of the books I read because it uses something really weird like statistics and facts. It's, a, it's an excellent book. But yeah, so if I sound like I'm yelling or something like that, it's because I can't hear out of my right ear and I have no idea why. Okay, let's get to our first story. So there's everyone's heard there is this sub company called Ocean Gate that takes customers at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a pop to down two and a half miles into the Atlantic Ocean so that they can tour the Titanic. Now the Titanic's falling apart, so this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, you're not you're never going to see the Titanic. It's going to be gone soon. But one of the things that's fun, and it's the company's been around for like a year. Now, this company, let's just put it to you this way. These subs that they, so this sub went down. Let me say the whole story first. The sub went down and just disappeared. No one can find it. They're searching an area the size of Connecticut trying to find this thing. Yesterday, the, the sub has... <laughs> about 96 hours worth of air in it. <coughs> so now they're coming down to, you know, the last legs of this. If they don't find the sub really soon, these people are, if they haven't imploded. I mean, there's lots of things that could go wrong with this submarine. Um, if they don't find them soon, these people are going to basically lose air and, and suffocate. Uh, well, this sub, I, I watched a video of this sub and how they put it together. Basically, garden hoses and controller, Nintendo controllers and crap like that. This is how this thing was put together. This was not everything from Radio Shack, Home Depot. They really threw this thing together. So, I mean, it was a legitimate sub, but I mean, these guys really didn't put this thing together with, you know, the highest quality uh, products out there. So, and, and people were bitching about this. They said, well, at $250,000 a person, you'd think they'd have a machine that, I mean, this thing actually dives down there. This one, they they showed videos of this thing and it was put together with hoses within within conduit. I mean, garden hoses. In conduit, their actual their actual video system is run off a video game controller. It is the strangest looking thing. But the one thing 
that, I mean, all their people are probably going to die. It's not looking good. They did hear some tapping yesterday at 30-minute intervals, but they were never able to find out where this tapping was coming from. But there is one thing good about this company. At least they're woke and they're politically correct. Now, let's listen to the CEO of OceanGate. I don't have his name. Um, fat, short guy. Uh, he had a comment about their company and how their company actually runs. Listen. Listen to what he talks about. The CEO talks about hiring people. Uh, yes. I mean, when I started the business, one of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they, they typically um, have... Uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. But a 25-year-old uh, you know, who's a sub-pilot or a, a platform operator or one of our techs can be inspirational. And so we've really tried to, to get... Um, very intelligent, motivated, younger individuals involved because we're doing things that are completely new. We're taking approaches that are used largely in the aerospace industry is related to safety and uh, some of the, the preponderance of checklists, uh, things we do for risk assessments and things like that that are more aviation related than um, ocean related. And we can train people to do that. We can train someone to pilot the sub. We use a game controller um, so anybody can drive the sub. Yeah. You don't want some 50-year-old white ex-military engineer to work on submarines. You want some 25-year-old who has no experience to do it. And then we just make the submarine really easy to deal with so that even this idiot can, can drive. You feel good about that $250,000 uh, per person? Paying $250,000? I mean, we don't know if this thing works. We don't know if the guy driving it can actually drive it. I mean, he has no engineering experience whatsoever. And he's not even a submariner. He's a aerospace guy. Do you feel comfortable with that? That, that worth $250,000? Josie and I were talking about this yesterday because she's actually following this. And she said, you know, these guys knew what they were. These guys that paid 250000 they knew what they were getting into. Basically, it was a screw em kind of thing. And to be honest with you, I don't disagree with her. I mean, guys, you're, first off, you're going to see the Titanic. We've been down to the Titanic 5,000 times. You're not seeing anything new. I mean, this is not a new discovery or anything like that. It's an unnecessary adventure. I mean, even the people that are trying to bring up pieces of the Titanic, they don't typically go down. They send a rover down. So, you know, hey, these guys, they, they've spent the money. Well, they got what they paid for, but at least they, the guy that's down there isn't a 50-year-old white male. So speaking of, of people saying dumb things, so this weekend I was at home and I was watching ABC and of course, this was the big weekend. It was Pride weekend. It was Juneteenth celebrations and crap. And I passed channel set with ABC TV. And they had on a typical Pride Month special. 
this is starring Ellen Page or Elliot Page, whatever he, whatever she goes by right now. And she was talking and she was talking. They were asking about her transition to a male, which she still looks like a girl. She's just with short hair. And of course she cut off her boobs. So she doesn't have boobs anymore, but she's, she's there and she's talking about how joyous everything is and how happy she is and all this crap. Now, if you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually look at the video, but you just need to hear it, and you can tell there's something just not quite right. Let's listen to this little 36-second clip. The episode was an hour long, and I, I watched the whole thing because I thought it was just... And actually, I watched it for a little bit, and then I realized I'm getting depressed, and I did turn it off after a while. But let's listen to what Elliot Page or Ellen Page has to say. I, I think I'm just like in this new space where I feel so much better. I feel joy hanging out with my dog, going on walks. So much joy getting to hang out with my friends and trans pals. And I think right now feeling connected is, is how I'm feeling joy because I, you know, I feel connected and present for the first time. I'm feeling that joy every day. What it has allowed me is what feels like truly being alive for the first time. This is kind of sad. This is kind of sad. And I'm not, I'm not going to uh, drag on her or anything like that. Because here's the thing. She talked like that the entire show. Okay, now granted, I had to turn off the show halfway through it and start cutting myself. It was so depressing. But she talks like that through the entire show. And if you notice, a lot of trans people talk like this. She keeps saying joy. She said joy five times in that clip. Four or five times. I, st I, I stopped counting. In that 30 second, 36 second clip. And you'll notice a lot of trans people do that. They say how happy they are. They say how much joy is in their life. And they just keep saying it. And the reason I think they keep saying it is because they're trying to convince us how joyous and how happy they are. But if you look at him, and if you look at the video, she looks miserable. She doesn't look joyous. She doesn't look happy. But she keeps saying how happy she is. And if she keeps saying it, it must be true. It's kind of like if she keeps saying she's a man, she's suddenly going to become a man. Well, of course, neither is true. And she's fooling herself. I mean, it's got to be rough to know. Or maybe you don't know. I don't know. That your entire life is fake. You're not a man. You're a woman. You're not happy. You're miserable. And if you watch the video, you'll see her. She looks miserable. Well, I, I keep bitching and moaning about trans people being victims. And I would like someone to point out what trans person has been a victim. Where is all this violence, right? Where is all this violence we keep hearing about? Well, I found, I found him. Or her. This is a her, actually. I found her. Here is the true victim of the trans cult.
Let's listen to this this guy, gal. Wow, today is like the worst day I've had in a long time. And I'm wondering if any of my comrades, people who follow me, if you guys know of a lawyer, because I was just fired today for being black and trans, and this is totally a violation of my civil rights. So about three months ago, I finally got off of unemployment and I got a job in an ethical coffee shop. And I, you know, I knew that this shop was going to be more inclusive. They had rainbow flags. They had pronoun pins. I was really feeling it, you know, because I am gender fluid and like things are going great and everything, but I don't think my boss realized realizes who my boss is totally a cisgender cisgender woman like you know white of course and um i don't think my boss realizes how hard it is for someone who has the intersectionality of black and trans to show up to work every day on time like sometimes i have an anxiety attack before i go into work today was probably like i don't know two dozen times i've been late two dozen it's like not even that bad right and so uh, my manager told me, you know, I, I can no longer have you rely on you showing up to work on time and I'm going to have to let you go. And of course, this cisgender white woman fires me because I'm black and trans. They don't realize how hard it is to deal with a society that's constantly discriminating against them. So, like I said, I'm looking for a lawyer that's willing to work pro bono. I think we can get millions from this. And uh, really, honestly, I'm just trying not to work anymore. So there you have it. There's the real victim, the trans victim, right there. I had, Okay, yeah, she, she was late a couple of dozen times. That's not a big deal. That's not a lot. And the fact that she doesn't want to work anymore tells you what kind of work ethic she probably had when she was there and by the way that's her voice that's her real voice i i actually had to look at this and say uh what the hell is this is she holding up a it's a she she is she holding up one of those voice changer thingies no that's her voice that's what happens when you you pump in tons of testosterone in you so yeah this is, and she doesn't even want to pay for an attorney. She wants that attorney to be pro bono and make millions of dollars. And uh, here's the thing: if this woman actually did sue, and of course she had to mention that this was a cis, a cis white woman, right? If that's the reason, it was a cis white woman. Now, if it were a gay trans man what would she do then because i bet you a dollar gay trans men also want you to be there on time okay and they want you to work hard yeah she's too lazy even to get an attorney she wants just an attorney to drop out work for free but here's here's where i was getting at this is first off this is racist Pointing out that she fired me because I'm a trans man, whatever that is, a black trans man. And the reason I know she fired me because I'm a black trans man is because this was a cis white woman. That's racist. It's also kind of sexist. But here's the kicker. If she went to court, there's a good chance she would win. She would actually win. And by the way, she is her appropriate pronoun. She would probably make those millions of dollars. And then they'd fire that manager who is trying to run a business. 
Okay, so <laughs> the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team. Yeah, what a mess that whole thing was. So they decided to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence last Friday. You know, this is the anti-Catholic hate group that dresses like nuns and pole dances on a cross with Jesus on it. I, I've actually got a video out there if you got go to Rumble. Matter of fact, I've got a couple new videos. Go to Rumble.com, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics, and my videos will show up. Well, one of them is this video of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence pole dancing on a cross with an effigy of Christ being crucified on it. So, you know, not insulting at all. Okay. Uh, the decided, the Dodgers decided they're going to, at first they brought him in, then they changed their minds and they disinvited him. Then they reinvited him again and they decided, well, we're going to give these jerk offs a award for all the social work they do. I don't know what they do, but for all the social work they do, but we're going to give it to them as quietly as possible. So what they did is they decided to give this group, they, they brought in two of these guys onto the field two hours before the game. So the game started at 7.30. They brought these guys out at 5.30. The stadium, completely empty. The seven or eight people that were actually there, there was still a mixture of boos and cheers. But I, I kid you not, maybe there were six, seven people there. Of course, many in the community knew that they were going to be there. They were not thrilled they were there. And they were going to show that up. So there was a conservative reporter, I believe it's from Rebel News. And she interviewed the sisters of Perpet one of the sisters that was honored that day. And just to give you an idea, so she's dressed, he's dressed as a nun. He's an older guy, dressed as a nun, wearing an orange polka dot outfit, of course, a habit. His face is all made up with white paint. And for some reason, he's holding a, a rubber chicken. Okay. And this gal is basically saying, I mean, you think this is okay? This is okay? And he, yeah, he thinks this is fine. Just let's listen to the discussion. It might be a little longer, but let, let's listen because it's worth it. Not mocking. I'm using satire. You're absolutely mocking when you put Jesus on a cross and you pole dance on Like our bullies, you are putting words in my mouth. And I really there, don't Everybody's seen it. Everybody has seen it. Yes, everyone has seen the satire that we do. And then they describe it in these terms that make them, oh, I'm being I am telling you, as a Christian, as a Christian, that is extremely, extremely offensive. When I see my God on the cross, mom. offensive. You're using your God to make me look bad, to make me look foolish, to beat me up. Why can't you just say, yeah, that was wrong? You could just say, yeah, because that was it is wrong. it's not wrong to heal people who were beaten and shot for being gay and trans. How dare you, madam? How dare you shame us? How dare you shame us in our own pride festival, madam? We're in public, one. We're yes, on a public street. In pride, yes. In, in the middle of West Hollywood, in the Pride Festival, when we should all be celebrating. We can have differences, and you can tell I'm angry. We should be able to talk about it. Why are you angry about me saying, look, I'm a Christian? When you put someone mimicking Jesus on a cross and pole dancing, that's offensive to me. That is deeply offensive. Why 
Why does, is that wrong to you for me to say that? We're not making a mockery of them. Satire is not making a mockery of someone to offend those people. That's offensive. But I'm telling you, as a Christian, that's how it is interpreted because that's what it is. You can sit here all day and say, that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. But that is what you're doing. I mean, the whole interview almost seems staged. If it weren't for the fact that I've seen this gal before, I would think this was all staged. But it's not. This is actually, this. they actually had this conversation. No matter how scripted it sounded, they actually had this conversation. Now, one of the things I do want to catch, do you notice how he reversed everything? He's offended because Christians are offended of what they do pole dance on Christ. So they pole dance on Christ because Christians are offended. It's a circular argument. So I'm offended because you pole danced on Christ. And they say, well, I wouldn't have pole danced on Christ if the fact is you weren't offended. And of course he goes through the same stupid arguments that trans and, 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 trans and all these people are being shot and killed and yeah none of, none of that crap's happening so it, it's it's the same it's the same crap same argument meanwhile outside of the stadium while this guy is being honored with the eight people that are out there uh in the stadium what they don't kind of mention is that there were like three four thousand people outside the stadium protesting this was <laughs> this was pretty awesome. I, I I won't lie. That was pretty awesome. I thought, okay, there'll be 15, 20 people out there, maybe a couple hundred people out there. No, there were thousands. They filled one section of the parking lot. And all they were doing, it was led by a bunch of priests. It was led, I think there was a bishop there. It was an awesome protest. And they made a lot of noise. And then they did something really bizarre, which really wouldn't offend the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, they prayed. No violence, no overturning of cars. Okay, nothing like that. They just sat there and prayed. And this is the way you do it. This is the way you do it. Peaceful protest. That's it. By the way, the Dodgers, their attendance at their home stadium has gone down. And as of this podcast, they are they had a three-game losing streak. They did win yesterday, but they won at Anaheim. So right now they have a three-game home losing streak. And all this stuff is being pointed out. So Dodgers really, they really bit the big one on this one. But here's the thing. Dodger Stadium is just an example. The whole LGBTQI poop emote plus poop emoji thing is backfiring. People are getting tired of it. And they're all beginning to see that this is something that we've been supporting for a long time. That there is a, there was a slippery slope. And where did that slippery slope start? It started during gay marriage. So according to the Daily Wire... American support for same-sex relations has dropped seven points since last year, a new poll from Gallup found. The annual Values and Beliefs poll, which was conducted by Gallup between May 1st and the 24th. By the way, Gallup is not a right-wing uh, right pollster. 
you'd say they're they kind of lean left. They're more moderate and they're very accurate, but they kind of lean left. Between May 1st and May 24th, measures Americans' moral beliefs on a number of different topics, including divorce, the death penalty, abortion, and same-sex relationships. Quote, last year, a record high 71% of U.S. adults said gay and lesbian relations are morally acceptable. The figure has fallen to 64%, returning to a level last seen in 2019, end quote, Gallup noted in an article explaining the poll results. Gallup attributes the sharp decline primarily to Republicans, while 56% of Republicans said the same-sex relationships are acceptable, uh, were acceptable last year. That figure has plummeted to 41%. Why is that happening? Well, because Republicans are basically saying, boy, we really screwed that up. We should have seen what these people were going to do. The slippery slope. I have always been against gay marriage. Always. Always. I was never against gay marriage because I had a problem with gays getting married. The reason I was against gay marriage is because of the militancy of the LGBT community back then. And it was just LBG back then. We're talking the 90s. They were extremely militant. And I thought to myself, they're going to get worse. Give a mouse a cookie syndrome or what you call the slippery slope. Uh... Let's continue with the article. The vast majority of Democrats, 79%, say that same-sex relations are morally acceptable, while 73 of independents agree. Okay. So, again, if it weren't for those damn Republicans, none of this would be happening. That's basically what it was. But it's worse than just that. Because that poll, you read it, okay, that's not huge surprise. The problem is that it's getting worse for the left. You know who else doesn't like the LGBTQI plus poop emoji thing? Muslims. They hate it. They hate it so much, they have decided to protest with the infidels. That's right. The Muslim community is protesting with Christians and Jews in both Canada and the United States. Here's an example where a Christian and a, a, a Christian and a Muslim are together, basically saying, hey, we have a platform that we both agree, and we're going to need to get together to fight this. Listen. We stand together as a Canadian people, as a Muslim and a Christian, to protect our children. From them. From that. Yes. We don't need that. Or our children. Leave our kids alone. 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 The LGBTQI plus poop emoji group has always said that Christians were the evil ones. Well, the reality is uh, Christians aren't the only ones that see um, this LGBTQ thing as a sin. We don't even see it as a sin. It's an abomination. It's a direct pathway to hell, according to Leviticus. It's really bad. Muslims see it as worse. Now, what's what's really bad for the left 
is Muslims are considered an intersectional victim group. Now, you've got two intersectional victim groups competing with each other. This is really bad for the left. And by the way, you heard that video. Um, They weren't saying string up trans people, kill gay people. What were they saying? Leave our kids alone. Here's the reality. No one cares if you want to wear a dress. No one cares who you want to sleep with. But leave our kids alone. The left, they can't leave the kids alone because they're trying to indoctrinate them. That's how they're going to gain power. But that's all they need to do. Leave the kids alone. You want to wear a dress? Wear a dress. No one cares. When I was at the fair this weekend, there were like six, seven trans people walking around in their dresses looking ridiculous. Do you know how many people abused them? Zero. There was not one problem with them there. No one cares. You know what we care about? When you guys start effing with our kids. Back off. Leave them alone. Be a pervert. That's fine. But it's worse for the left. It's worse for the left. Now, remember we talked about this um, spa in, I believe it's Washington, that basically has to shut down because the spa basically services women. The women have to be naked in order to get their, in order to have their spa services performed on them. Well, they refuse to allow a man who apparently never really signed up to go there. And then a judge ruled that a man is allowed to walk around naked with all of these women. Well, guess what? These people are beginning to protest the closure of that spa because they refuse to have men, naked men, wandering around with their hard-ons while around a bunch of naked women. Well, one gal, um, she had something to say, and I've got to say, it was elegant and descriptive, and it was a clear, elegant, and descriptive, there we go, explanation of what she thinks on the subject. Let's listen to what this gal says. And by the way, she's a real woman, which means she's also part of the intersectional group. So let's listen to what she has to say. That sometimes can maybe be a little bit uncomfortable for even some women to have other women watching such an intimate service. Can't even imagine what it would be like having a man walking around naked, fully genitile, calling his penis a girl dick? What the hell is a girl dick? No such thing. Trans women are men. Trans women. I don't even like that word. How can we put the word women next to that? These are chemically altered men is what they are. They're chemically and surgically altered. They are not women and we all know that. Even they know that. Every single one of us came out of a woman. Every single person living today came out of... Wow, that's rough. Boy, the left's got some issues. They've lost women and Muslims. That's two intersectional victim groups that are turning on the LGBTQI plus poop emoji. Cultist. 
This is really bad news, but it is completely expected. It was going to happen. Okay, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. Because the left, here's the problem with the left. The left, this intersectionality thing, you eventually, when you make everybody a victim group, except straight white men. I mean, that's essentially the only non-victim group out there. Eventually, one victim group is not going to like what the other victim group is doing, and there's going to be a conflict. So I'm waiting for the gays and lesbians, and they're already starting, to start pushing back against the trans people. That's going to be delicious when it happens. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right, so it gets worse for the left. Okay, the left, that's fine. The trans community, fine. We lose some of the people here. We lose the Muslims. But trans people are more victims anyway. They've lost the women. But women don't exist. What if they, but they've got the kids, right? The kids are the ones they need to change. Nobody else. Here's the problem. What happens when you start losing the kids and the kids have this shit pushed down their throats so much they've had enough? Well, guess what? That that happened at Burlington Middle School in Massachusetts. Guess what? The kids don't want this crap either. Let's listen to a news report. The news report's a little long. And I do want you to pay attention to this news report because the news report is obviously from a leftist news agency because they do talk to all the school officials and all of the trans activists and all of this crap who they don't talk to are the kids that are sitting saying this is bullshit. Let's listen to this news article. It's actually pretty funny. I'm a middle school pride event took just a terrible turn in Burlington. Instead of showing support, some students allegedly destroyed decorations there. WBZ's Louisa Moeller is live for us in Burlington tonight. And Louisa, this has really sparked a bigger discussion in that town. Well, David, yeah, residents and parents voiced their concerns at a select board meeting last night and even more plan to go to a school committee meeting, which will happen this evening at seven o'clock. Students harmoniously walked out of Marshall Simon Middle School in Burlington Tuesday. But two Fridays ago, things were reportedly not so amicable. Students were invited to show their pride and wear rainbow clothing in celebration of Pride Month. Then, some parents say there was a counter demonstration. Where students wore red, white, and blue clothing, chanted, My pronouns are USA, and destroyed rainbow decorations at the school. Eleven days later, and there's still a divide among Burlington residents, some calling the incident hateful. It's sad that these kids are learning this, and this is the world we're living in. Breaks my heart. One parent who didn't show her face saying it was about calling attention to another issue. They forgot about Memorial Day, Flag Day, and they're not celebrating America. And the kids like to wear red, white, and blue, and nobody's upset about pride. We celebrate everybody. Now town leaders like select board member Mike Espejo are left to pick up the pieces. What really got me upset was when kids started feeling uncomfortable for wearing a rainbow shirt or teachers started feeling uncomfortable for 
um, trying to support the effort. And when damage happens to the property. He doesn't think the rift at Marshall Simon is beyond repair. We're getting a negative kind of wrap right now, but it is no way indicative um, of Burlington, Massachusetts as a whole. Now, Burlington had a diversity, equity, and inclusion subcommittee, but it was recently um, dissolved. Coming up at 6, House Select Board member Espejo would like to replace that effort. Live in Burlington, Louisa Moeller, WBZ News. All right, Louisa, we'll see you at 6. I mean, can you, have you ever heard a more slanted news article? They, they interviewed one gal, and that gal said, yeah, I mean, they skipped Memorial Day, they skipped Veterans Day, they skipped Fourth of July, they skipped all these holidays, couldn't, and kids like to wear black, red, white, and blue. So it's not even that these kids, and by the way, when when you hear destroyed things, take that with a grain of salt. I We don't know what that means. A lot of kids basically, and some kids, there is this video where the kids were taking down the flags and stepping on them, which is good. Yeah, they tried to make this a lot easier than it is. They tried to make it softer than it was. Well, apparently the backlash was a lot heavier than that news report made it when they had a DEI office and it was disbanded. Why would it be disbanded? Could it have something to do with parents saying, F you, we're not doing this? And they decided, okay, we better disband this before we have more problems. Chances are, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, guess what? This is how it's going to have to happen. People, women, Muslims, because white men can't do it themselves. White men, they don't respect white men. They'll just throw us in jail. Straight white men, excuse me. The best way to handle this is just go out there and say no, no more. And that seems to be what's happening. All right, well, we'll have to talk about my racist story tomorrow. We're already almost 40 minutes into this. So uh, God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.